Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire back to Lafleur. Oh! The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> You're in the fall. Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est bon, c'est que des ce sera la victoire des Canadiens. pour les Canadiens, le troisième de l'histoire. You found the dogs. John, you found the dogs. He found the dogs. And all together they worked a young team to the top. And now a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground. Your premier gaming destination. It's going to be sick. How is everyone doing this evening? It is the Sick Podcast live on YouTube, live on Facebook, and live on Twitter. Brought to you in part by Playground, your premier gaming destination. Open 24-7. Drinks are always free while you play. Over 600 machines, poker tournaments, cash games, daily promotions, free valet, and unmatched customer service. Why go anywhere else? Located just over the Mercier Bridge. Only minutes from downtown Montreal. It is Playground. Also brought to you in part by... Energy Transportation Group, recently named by Deloitte and CIBC, one of Canada's best managed companies, the country's leading business award, recognizing innovative and world-class companies, the best managed Canadian companies, designation fuels energy's purpose of creating progress for their customers, their employees, and their communities. Join a winning team and check out Energy's career page for available opportunities. And also brought to you in part by these guys right here, La Bit at TB, brewed in Quebec, a winner of a dozen international awards. La Bit at TB offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. La bit at TV. Embrace your true nature. All right. Okay. Uh, I think his uh, final draft guide is uh, is uh, done, um, set, sealed, delivered, all that stuff, whatever you want to talk about it. It is done. He is former Montreal Canadian scout under the uh, Bob Ganey administration and uh, since then an independent scout with recruits and recruits.ca he's joined us throughout the uh, year on the podcast actually pretty much become a uh, uh, semi-regular collaborator and if all goes well i'm going to talk to him next week on wednesday the night of the draft grant mccag what's crackulating my friend hey tony good to see you good to see you too grant because you let us know via social media that you actually had a little bit of a a medical setback but it looks like uh all's well right yeah, I think we got it under control there. Had to had to visit the hospital for the first time in a lot of years on Saturday. Uh, blood clot in my leg. Uh, oh, they uh, fantastic service. You know, we're we're pretty fortunate in this country, Tony. You know, I had about ten different people, uh, you know, attend to me, uh, and it was pretty quick. And they fixed me up, and you know, I had to pay fourteen dollars for a parking ticket. You know, wow. So. Thank goodness we live in Canada, Tony. Sounds like my bachelor party. But then again, that's another story for uh, another day. I think we're better off uh, moving on here. Jeez, I always <laughs> seem to put my foot in my mouth. Tony, what are you doing? Damn you. All right. Uh, Grant, 
uh, of course, by now, your um, uh, your publication, Recruits and Recruits.ca, has been a household name for a lot of people. Um, I always knew you were pretty good at what you do. Uh, I think you're, uh, you, 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 you took a step with, with maybe a couple of naysayers a year ago when you were <laughs> on the whole, I don't know about Shane Wright going number one. I don't have him there. And as a matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if this guy slips out of the top three. And lo and behold, he ended up going number four in the draft. And the guy that you told everyone, the Montreal Canadiens, should take with pick number one, and you were convinced that they would, was Uri Slavkowski, and they did. So that was a big year for you. And uh, let's see if for a, a second year in a row here, uh, it could be a big year for Grant McCag at the draft. Don't give away everything, Grant, because I plan on having you on. Uh, the night of the draft, which is going to be Wednesday, the 28th of June. But your final guide is out, right, Grant? Yeah. Yeah, I got it out uh, last Tuesday, actually. So a week ago. All right. Okay. And and if people want to pick up the guide, how can they do so? Uh, well, I've got lots of posts uh, on, uh, you know, on Twitter. If you if you follow me at Grant McCag, uh, you know, you can see uh, I'm putting up a link pretty much every day. But you go to the website and it's right there, recruits.ca. That's recruits without an I. Um, and uh, you, you can click right on the picture, big picture of the guide right there, and it'll uh, it'll link you right to it. All right, okay. What's the yearly subscription going for, Grant? Uh, for the uh, draft coverage is uh, basically it's under thirty dollars. Wow, thirty five for Habs and draft coverage, and that gets you everything, including the guide. Uh, the guide by itself is twenty bucks, so we we keep the price pretty reasonable, there, Tony. Reasonable is uh, is an understatement, Grant. You're almost giving it away. Good for you. Thanks. You've you got a big heart, my man. All right, okay. Um, we can go in so many directions with this, and once again, we're really going to get into the the nitty gritty next week on Wednesday if all goes well. But can you see the Montreal Canadiens drafting David Reinbacker with the fifth pick overall? Which yeah, would be can... a pick based probably more by need than anything else, or is that a stretch? Is that is that well, unfair? Well, I mean, I I believe if they take Reinbacher uh, fifth overall, it's because they think that he he'll be the fifth best player in the draft. Like, uh, there's so much value in a you know a mini minute munching defenseman like Reinbacher in his draft year this year averaged over 18 minutes a game playing in a, in a very good men's league, which, you know, as a rule translates into being a 18 to 20 minute defenseman, a top three defenseman in the NHL. Um, you know, there's no guarantee after the first couple of guys that, uh, that there's forwards that uh, are going to be first line forwards with the Canadians. Like, you know, uh, is Carlson or Smith or uh, any of these guys going to be better than Caulfield, uh, Slavkowski, and Suzuki? I mean, it's a question mark. So, you know, uh, if you draft somebody that ends up being on your second line uh, forward, or you draft somebody that, that will, uh, you know, good possibility to be one of your top three defensemen playing 20 minutes a night, you have to you have to strongly consider that, you know. He's, it's not the sexy pick. He's not going to score eighty points a year. Everybody loves the, you know, the fantasy draft type of pick. You know where, 
uh, oh, like, you know, that guy's going to score 80 points and the uh, defenseman may only score 40, but he's going to do so many other things for you. Like he's going to be a shutdown guy. So, uh, you know, I think they, I think they're seriously going to consider him and uh, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. I mean, the, the, the buzz at the uh, combine that I got back from, from scouts was that uh, Reinbacher and Leonard were the two guys that they were, uh, you know, that they, they were heavily considering at five, uh, you know, that all things considered, I guess if someone else doesn't drop that they have higher, but so I, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if they took Ryan Bacher at five. Grant, you know, if I go back to um, 2019, Steve Eiserman surprised a lot of people that draft, right. By drafting Mort Sider with the six pick overall, correct me if I'm wrong, but at the time, Many publications had him probably um, 15, 16, 17, something like that, correct or no? No, and that's a good, you know, I, I could have brought that up too. So that was, yeah. as usual, you're brilliant, Tony. You know, okay. uh, there is a good correlation there with Reinbacher and Sider. Uh, I had a mate and I remember uh, at the time, a lot of uh, Twitter scouts, I call them, you know, yeah. Uh, oh, you're crazy. He's not, go he's not top 10. He won't go top 10. Uh, you know, most of the public lists had him, like you say, mid teens, maybe even further down. Yeah. So there was a surprise with a lot of people, but there are, I yeah. find there are a lot of parallels between the two, Ryan Bacher and, and Cider. And then if yeah. he turns out to be even close to as good as Cider, that that's in this draft, as far as I'm concerned, that's a heck of a pick at five. Yeah, no, and, and Grant, I bring it up because, uh, you know, you call some of them are Twitter scouts, but there's a lot of people who have worked in the business for a long time that Cider, that was a shock pick to them at number six because they too had him 15, 16, 17 on their list. And if I right. look back at that draft now, which was four years ago, Jack Hughes went one, Capo Caco two, Kirby Doc three, Bowen Byram four, Alex Turcott five. Mort Sider, six, Dylan Cousins, Philip Broberg, Trevor Zegras, ninth, yeah. Pat Golzen, 10, Soderstrom, 11, Boldy, 12, Spencer Knight, 13, Cam York, 14, Cole Caulfield, 15. I'll stop it at 20, okay? Uh, Newhook, 16, Krebs, 17, Harley, 18, Thompson, 19, and uh, Hinola, 20 to Winnipeg. If four years later, you know, you can make an argument that Mort Sider is the second best player in that draft class of 2019, right? You can make you that, argument. that off right? the top of your head, Tony, or no, 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 no. I had help, but, uh, <laughs> but I, you know, I've been impressed. Hold yeah. on a sec. I will, I will tell you this. Yeah. Uh, Hughes, Cackle, Doc, Byram, Turcott, Mort Sider. Uh, yes. that I, I know off the top of my head, the other yeah. ones I need help. Okay. Now, um, <laughs> Four, four years later, you can make that argument that Mort Sider, who was Absolutely. on a lot of people's lists at 17, 18, 19, you had on your list at eight, you can make that argument. He's the second best player in that draft class right now. You certainly could. And, uh, you know, Caulfield could be right up there too, you know, like yeah. uh, top five for sure, you know. Uh, I think I had Zegras six. Um, yeah. Uh, Turcot seven, <laughs> that one. Yeah. A lot of people got that one wrong, but certainly NHL scouts that I, that I, you know, consult with every year, as you know, mm -hmm. had him a lot higher, 
you know, uh, not too many of them had him 15, put it that way, Cider. They they all liked him top 12 as a rule. So it was a little surprising that so many of the independent scouts had him mid-teens because the information that I had and, and from what I what I saw from my scouting, he he was likely going top 10. Grant, I wanted to start with this because it was probably give or take about a week ago that I was saying, no, 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 no. If the if uh, if the Canadians at five, if Michkov's available, my gut tells me they'll pass and they'll either take Leonard or Benson or something like that, right? And I dismissed Reinbacker, but now as we're getting closer to the draft, and and you know, you take a look at their right-handed defenseman, and you know, David Savard. Uh, uh, Justin Barron, uh, Kovacevic, uh, Logan Mayu. I mean, they're obviously not as deep at right-handed D as they are at left. And right, of course, is a, is a huge, huge commodity. Yep. And I'm I'm starting to think there's a solid chance. If you take a look at what the the odds makers are saying right now, the odds makers are saying they they think there's a solid chance it's it's going to be Rhinebacker. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, you know. It, you, you you sort of try to project future lineups with with these guys too, right? and uh, two or three years down the road, who like I I'm pretty sure the Canadians are very high on Lane Hudson, right? Yeah, and is Logan Mayu the perfect partner for? I think Gooley's the perfect partner for Logan Mayu because Mayu's a uh, little offensively inclined. Uh, Gooley's a stay at home, you know. I think they're a perfect pairing down the road so now well, you're looking for the perfect deep partner for lane hudson and i think it's reinbacher i think that the, you know that that uh that that could be a fantastic pairing now he's going to need protection he's not a big defenseman they're they're going to need a long rangy guy good skater good dis- defensively got some physical he can take care of the front of the net he can take the boards battles while lane does his magic you know, you need a you need a complementary pairing, and uh, it, it you know, <laughs> it it's funny. Like when I did the mock draft, um, first guy I put in was Reinbacher for the Canadians, and uh, I ended up changing it to Leonard. But either one, uh, and it's funny. Then I heard at the combine that that were those were the two guys that were you know the rumored to be targeting. So it, you know, it was kind of cool to to get that verification of, of along the lines that I was thinking. So, yeah, I think either one of those guys are, are great fits for the Canadians uh, for sure. It hasn't happened yet because of course we're not there yet. The draft is going to be in eight days, but uh, if memory serves me well, I think you were the first one who was, who was saying Michkov and the Habs, I don't see it. Uh Maybe I'm paraphrasing here, but whatever. But uh, but um, you still don't see it, I guess, huh? I don't know. Uh, just intel that I've gotten through the year was that they're not going to be drafting Russians this year. You know, there's just too many uh, too many risks there. It's funny. A lot of people, you know, they point at Bobrov being one of the decision makers and and assume that that means that they will take Russians and. I think it might be the opposite, you know, he knows he would know better than anybody that the situation in Russia, you know, and uh, it might be the opposite of that, that, you know, less inclined to take Russian. But certainly that was another thing that feedback that I got from the combine was that they weren't uh, 
they were probably going to pass on on Michkov. When you take a look at your your list prior to this final draft list, all right, uh, maybe you had put together a list three or four months before. Who's the one who really um, made the biggest push out of all the players? Who rose the most? Like? Yeah, who rose the most? Like uh, somebody that you probably had 50 and now you have him as a top 20. Yeah. Uh, it'd probably be Molgard, Fisker Molgard. Uh, I think you see that he's probably still 40 on a lot of lists. You know, if you, you, you key him in on uh, elite prospects and they have all these rankings and yeah, I believe the consolidated ranking on him is something like 45 or something like that. He's kind of a bit like Marco Casper last year, Tony, mm-hmm. who, who rose at the, you know, uh, and it, it, it it's often that these guys uh, at the end uh, that that rise just keep rising, you know. <laughs> and um, I mean, he played at the World Championships, which is always impressive, you know. Played center for Denmark at the World Championships and didn't look out of place in the games that he did play. Uh, really good two-way center that played a regular center role in the SHL in his draft year. And I mean, that's a kid from Denmark too. To so to come. Uh, you know, from Denmark to uh, playing in one of the best men's league in the world in your draft year at, at center, uh, playing a regular role, being very good defensively and showing a bit of offense. Pretty impressive. Uh, he was at the um, U18s, I believe, Division One, and uh, put up a lot of points. Like, unfortunately, Denmark wasn't part of the you know, uh, uh, the regular U18. So a lot of people didn't get to see him, but uh, when he did play uh, against his peers, he produced. Uh, the other guy is Tom Willander, who may go top 10. Um, I probably had him towards the end of the first round, but he just blew everybody away at the uh, U18s there. And I think he's a good bet to be the second defenseman taken after Reinbacher and may go top 10 because... As a rule, there's at least two defensemen that go in the top ten every year. If the, if Reinbacher doesn't go to the Habs at, at five, it'd be the first draft in 25 years, Tony, that where there hasn't been a defenseman taken in the top 25. So, you know, there, there's such just such value in defensemen that it's another one of the reasons why it wouldn't shock me if Reinbacher did get picked by the Habs at five. Uh, as we approach the draft. A lot of people get excited. Some get overly excited. And some say things that you just, you shake your head and you're like, so there's been talk about moving up in the draft to the point. So one of the things I saw, and it just, it it started to gain a little bit of steam, but I think it's been crushed since is that a, uh, you know, the Canadians want the second pick and Arpin Basu had a report uh, that, uh, you know, based on his information, the Canadians have inquired with Anaheim for the second pick overall. Perfect. No problem. But then it got like members of the fan base talking and stuff like that. And some were throwing out there. Yeah. You know what? We could swap picks and we can give them Slavkowski. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. To that, you say what exactly? Because I, I know, you know, a lot about Slavkowski. You were on the Slavkowski radar before mm-hmm. a lot of people were, what do you say to that? 
I, I say people are a little impatient, I think, Tony, fair to say, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, yeah, like the math, I, I think I tweeted out like the math doesn't work, right? First overall pick and, and fifth for the second, you know, yeah, you'd like you'd have to be pretty insane to do that. I think, you know, um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't doubt that the Canadians uh, made inquiries, you know, they probably talked to Chicago, you know, but I mean, it happens every year. You, I mean, you do it just to try to gather Intel, you know, like they're every year you hear the rumors, Tony, you know, that, Oh, they had discussions about moving up and every year nobody moves up, you know, <laughs> like I'm sure there's always discussions, but, it's not going to happen. The last time uh, a team with a top two pick moved out of the top four was uh, uh, 30 years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. It was... Um, that long? Yeah. A team yeah. with a... The last Hartford, time a team, a team with a top moved two no, pick moved... Yeah, sorry. Uh, San Jose moved from the second pick to the sixth pick. And took uh, Victor Kozlov. Uh, Hartford moved up to two and took Chris Pronger. So how did that work wow. out for the team? How did that work out for the team that uh, moved from two to six? You know, wow, they worked so out terribly. The team's never done it since, and with good reason. You know, wow, wow. <laughs> you hold on to that top two pick. You know, as a rule. So it's. Uh, I mean, uh, I I believe every year there are media reports that uh, teams talk to a team in the top three, like even. Remember the Yakupov draft? Yes. You know the Number all the. Edmonton, yeah. We were gonna move. We were gonna trade Subban and uh, the third yeah. pick to move up to get Yakupov. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. You know? Glad that didn't happen. Yeah. You know, ended up uh, move Subban and the third pick, and ended up with Yakupov. Imagine, you know, all, all the kerfuffle that. Uh, the scouts uh, still get about taking KK at three or, or, you know, Chucky, imagine if they'd have taken Yakupov and then busted like he did and, that, and give up, gave up Subban to boot. <laughs> so. That was, um, that was a big bust. That yeah. was a big, big bust. I, I didn't have him one. I Another was, guy. You didn't, eh? I did Who not. No. I had, I had Galchenyuk number one and uh, Tara Vine wow. in number two. Uh, and it's funny, if you look back at the point totals, they're both top five in points, I believe, from that from that draft class, which is yeah, didn't turn out to be a great one. <laughs> no, but you got Morgan, you got Morgan Riley in that draft class. That's you right. Got, that's uh, right. You got you got Philip Forsberg. Forsberg, yeah. And uh you got uh you got Thomas Hurdle. I think Trubo was in that too, I believe. Was Trubo in that one? Maybe not. There were but there were some good defensemen like Dumba. Now Dumba was in it. Uh, Truba was in it. Yes, Dumba yeah. went seven. I have it. I put just pulled it up. Dumba went seven uh, to Minnesota, and Truba went nine to Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, that Truba like, picks a good pick. Solid players, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, looking back now, Chuck Vasilevsky <sighs> went nineteen. I totally forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's, that's right. That's that's the best player in the draft right there. That's yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wow. And that, but, Teams weren't taking Russians at the time, you know, and uh, that's one of the reasons why I think um, Eiserman, you know, if anybody's going to take a chance on uh, Michkov, Washington obvious, is an obvious one of, you know, yes. 
but I think Detroit would be another uh, another team that that Eisenman, that's an Eisenman type move, you know. To, yeah. To uh, when nobody else is taking the Russians. Washington could pull it off because uh, Alexander mm-hmm. the Great will talk to his buddy Vladimir and say, "Hey, uh, that's it. Get this guy over here, yeah, yeah, for sure." And they he's took they took the Russian tanky last year. Yeah, he's got him on speed dial, right? So he can make that happen. <laughs> hey, uh, so Vasilevsky went nineteenth in the draft. Do you remember who was the second goalie that went out that year? Malcolm Subban to Boston at twenty fourth. There you go. Wow. Yeah. Wow, isn't that something? That's the best I, player in the draft right there. Andre Vasilevsky, 19th. And Tara Vinen, who you had number two on your list, he went 18th to Chicago. And Hurdle went 17th to San Jose. And Tom Wilson went before that at 16. Six, pick 16, 17, 18, and 19 were unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. They were unbelievable. And that's why, too, like it's funny, like people, like they're so dead set on, well, this player is going to be better than that one. And, you know, you look back at history of drafts and – yeah. There's never been a draft where, you know, the, the number one pick was the best, the number two pick was the second best, the number three pick was the third best, and so on. Yet every year when it comes to, you know, everyone's just emphatic that Leo Carlson's going to be the third best player from this well, draft it, class. Yeah. You just don't know, you know. Put it it, it never grand. turns out. The deepest draft in the history of all drafts, according to most people, doesn't mean it is or it isn't, is 2003, right? Oh, three. That's the deepest one. And the best player from that draft, in my opinion, was the 45th pick. There you go. Doesn't mean I'm right, but Patrice Bergeron, I think, is the best player from that draft. Well, I think the best draft ever was the... I, I'm trying to think of the year now, but Ray Bork and uh, all those guys. It was was that the '79 you know, draft? Yeah, it was a double draft. I think it was '79. Yeah, where two, uh, you know, you had 18 and 19 year olds. But if you look back at that one, Tony, as far as depth goes, it was just great. I think there's 12 uh, Hall of Famers. It was, or something. it was the '79 draft. Yes, I yeah. pulled it up. You ready? Uh, so Rob Ramage, Perry Turnbull, Mike Foligno, Mike Gardner, Rick Vive, Craig Hartsburg, Keith Brown, Ray Bork, Laurie Boschman, Tom McCarthy, Mike Ramsey, Paul Reinhardt, Doug Sullivan, Brian Prop, Brad McCrimmon, Jay Wells, Dwayne Sutter, Ray Allison, Jimmy Mann, Michelle Goulet, and Kevin Lowe. That's round one, 21 the, picks. Messier, Anderson, uh, like, you know, if you look into other, uh, other rounds and stuff. There's Hall of Famers, I think, almost every round. Pelly, the crazy. late, the late Pelly Limberg yeah. went 35 to Philadelphia. Matt Naslund went 37. Not bad to the, to the Montreal Canadiens. Dale Hunter went 41 to Quebec. Neil yeah. Broughton went 42 to Minnesota. Guy Carbonell went 44 to Montreal. Mark Messier went 48 to Edmonton. Oh my dear <laughs> lord! Yeah. Mark that was Messier went 48 to Edmonton. 48th. Yeah. He was Barry Frazier the, was a genius then. He was playing for the Cincinnati Stingers. That's right. 48th overall. He picked up 1,887 points. I, I mean, wow. I love Pat Patrice Bergeron, but, you know, who's better, Tony? Messier or Bergeron? I hear you. Uh <laughs> Bork or, you know. 83rd overall, Anton Stashny. It's another great pick. Yeah. Anderson was in that one too, I believe, wasn't he? 100, 103rd overall, Thomas Steen. Mm. That's another great pick. 
Yeah. That's another good. Greg Anderson was in that draft. Glenn. Glenn uh, Anderson. I know that uh, the pride of Villa Sal was in that draft. <laughs> no, that is. No. Mike Krushelinski is one of the prides of Bilasau. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Krushelinski. Yeah. Yeah. His his sister doesn't live too far from me, actually. Uh, okay. Drafted 120th. Was played solid. for the Montreal Juniors to the Boston Bruins. Yeah. Yeah. Solid player. Uh, he was a solid player. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, player. Tough, too. Hey, you know, yeah. Detroit got John O'Grodnick at 66th. And yes, Glenn Anderson at 69th. Holy jumping. The, the Edmonton Oilers just tore apart the entire draft. Yeah, they got uh, Glenn Anderson at sixty nine, and Mark Messi at forty eight, and Kevin Lowe. Yeah, not bad. And Kevin Lowe, three Hall of Famers in one draft. Three Hall of Famers in one draft. Yeah, that's amazing. That's <laughs> yeah. that's no no that's amazing for real. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. think the scout got a nice uh, bonus on that one? It's funny, like you know, uh, like Frazier had two or three drafts there where. He got all these guys that end up being Hall of Famers. Yeah. And then after that, I think he went 10 years at one stretch where every single Oilers first round pick was a bust. You know, like it's just, it, there's no super scouts out there. You have hits and misses. It doesn't matter yeah. who you are or how good you've been. Sometimes you hit them and then sometimes you don't. Even Dave, David Conte with uh, New Jersey. Yeah, David got to be the best friggin', you know. <laughs> and then he uh then he had about a six year stretch where every one of their first round picks busted. So I always got a kick out of how, you know, uh Timmons got got uh, ransacked for you know missing on a couple of first round picks, but the the best, all of the best have have, have mi had misses. So it's it's you know, you're drafting 17 year old kids, right? It's, yeah, no, uh, you're right about that. Shoot. It's funny you say that because um, we just talked about those three orders picks in the 1979 draft. Kevin Lowe at 21, Mark Messi at 48, and uh, Glenn Anderson. What was he? I just said, but anyway, uh, he was 69. at 69. Um, the next three Edmonton orders picks totaled four NHL games. The next three <laughs> Edmonton orders picks totaled. That's the way it is, though. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, when we talked about Ron Bacher before being – the number one touted defenseman in this draft. The number two uh, touted defenseman in the draft. Is that a, a, a like a like a in concrete or or is that debatable? Who the number two defenseman? Oh is yeah, no, it, it's it's debatable for sure. Like there's a lot of people that think that uh, Sandy and Palika is you know certainly independent list. Yeah, you see a lot of them where, like, I think even Craig Button had him fifth overall on his list. Oh yeah, Craig Button's very high on the uh, Sandine Palika bandwagon. Oh yeah, you could tell what if you if you watch the U18s, he <laughs> he couldn't stop fawning over him. But uh, uh, I I know NHL scouts that don't have him as a first rounder. Is so, his brother you know, is his brother still like a, a scout with the Calgary Flames, or you know? Yeah, yeah, Todd yeah. Button, he's the head scout with. So I've got them pegged at taking them at 16. <laughs> you yeah, know, that, that would make sense, right? Because yeah. if Craig is so high on Sandin and Kalika <laughs> and has him at five, chances are his brother's whispered in his ear, Craig, this guy's really good. So that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I I think I have him about as the fifth-ranked defenseman or something like that. I, I'm, I don't know that his offensive upside is as high as, as maybe some people 
uh, believe. And I mean, he's 5'11". You look at the playoffs, you know, somebody posted, you know, I, I retweeted something yesterday. The, the, uh, the Stanley Cup winning team, their defense core is averaged like 6'2 or 6'3 and 220 pounds, you know, uh, the, the Stanley Cup winning teams. There aren't any 5'11", 180-pound defensemen on any of these teams, you know. The one, the one exception last year, obviously, w- was Kale McCarr with, with uh, Colorado, but yeah. he was surrounded by 6'4 guys, you know, and Kale McCarr is Kale McCarr. You know, there's only one. Sandy and Palika is not the next Kale McCarr, right? You have to be pretty, you have to be pretty dynamic to uh, be a 5'11 defenseman that gets picked in the top 10 of the draft. And I, you know, uh, I'd be shocked if Palika goes top 10 in, in this draft class. Uh, you know, none of the none of the guys that I that I consult with have him uh, in the top 20. So. Yeah, a quick shout out to Murphy Clinic, an aesthetic clinic specializing in medical aesthetic care. They offer permanent laser hair removal as well as a wide range of treatments for skin problems such as acne, rosacea, fine lines, and more. They currently have two clinics, one located in Montreal, Shop Angus, and the second on the North Shore in Terban. They're also opening soon in Quebec City. Visit murphyclinic.ca or on Instagram at murphyclinic. Okay, uh, we're going to cut it short tonight. I'm going to leave you with one more because I really want to jump into, dive into this more next week and it's not confirmed yet but if all goes well hopefully you'll be with me on the night of the draft grant but i'll i'll I'll, you have we haven't confirmed it yet i'm waiting for you to get back to me on that one so um who's your number one rank goalie uh i don't know if it's rabble or rabel i've heard it pronounced both ways i say rabble it sounds a little better you know yeah rabble rabble rouser you know rabel got it so uh yeah, he's six six and three quarters, Tony. Wow! So he, you know, he hits the height. You know, they're they're all, scouts are, uh, you know, they obsessed with tall goalies, as you know. And it's uh, it's it's like that in soccer as well now. Like the yeah. new, the new generation of keepers. I mean, if you're not six three or more, yeah, uh, they have a hard time looking at you. But you know, if I take a look at uh, Aiden Hill. If I take mm. a look at uh, Akira Schmid, mm-hmm. um, and there's and there's others in the National Hockey League, the trend nowadays are the tall the tall goalies in the NHL. I mean, yeah. that's that's the trend. Well, it's hard to beat them over the over the shoulder, right? Six six and three quarters. Wow, where do you have them on your list? Yeah, where do you have them? Uh, good question. Uh, Twenty six, I think, somewhere wow. in the tw- in the uh, mid twenties. It's funny because we were talking about a draft, the 2012 draft. That was the Galchenyuk draft you were talking about. And after going through it, we realized that Andre Vasilevsky picked 19th overall, ended up being the best player in that draft. And he's six five or six six. You know, I, he's I, a, I have I have a feeling Rabel's not going to be there, or Rabel's not going to be the best player in this draft with Connor Bedard being in it, but. Mm. Man, you know, when all is said and done, does this guy end up being a top five pick? Like, no, he won't go top five in the draft, but when their careers yeah. are over, does this guy end up having a top five career of his draft class? I mean, a goalie was six foot six and three quarters. You never say never with these guys. He certainly, uh, you know, he's got a lot of potential. I mean, he's very athletic. He's got the height, um, uh, competitive. He had one bad game at the U18s and he let in, it was against Canada, and I think he let in seven goals. So, you know, 
people look at that, but I mean, every goalie has, has those games, you know, um, especially at that age. Yeah. Um, I, I like them a lot and, um, it's going to be very interesting to see who, who ends up with them. There's six teams with multiple first round picks mm-hmm. in the first round. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, it, 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 there's a good chance it'll be a team with, with two picks because if he doesn't turn out, then you still have another, you know, you have another first round pick to, to uh, fall back on. If you want Grant on the sick podcast next week, message sick right now. S I C K S I C K S I C K. And if you don't message sick, I'm going to bring him back anyway, because I love the guy. All right. Okay. Uh, like it, share it with your friends. And uh, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, please do so. It's our way of feeling the love. Another way of our way of feeling the love is if you're going to listen to us on Google, Apple, or especially Spotify, one of our favorites at that point, leave us a five-star review. It's our way of really feeling the love. Grant, thanks so much. We'll talk. If all goes well, we'll talk to you again next week, the week of the draft, of course. You bet, Tony. All right. There you have it. Grant McCagg, former Montreal Canadian scout in the Bob Ganey administration, now with an independent scouting service, recruits and recruits.ca. And once again, he was saying for like $35, you can have your Montreal Canadiens articles and your draft coverage, everything. And just the draft guide, I mean, it's going for like 20 bucks or whatever it is. It's like uh, he's almost giving it away. He really is. Uh, Marinaro, a, a shout out to my buddy uh, Charlie and his great uh, staff and people over at Optimal Stretch Clinic, 4710 Rue St. Ambroise. They started stretching me out like I've never been stretched out before. Uh, they're in Suite 312. Check them out at OptimalStretchClinic.com. They specialize in fascia stretch therapy, and uh, they they you know they have massage, they have cupping, they have osteo, they have physio. It's a one-stop shop for me. It should be a one-stop shop for you as well. That's it for the Sick Podcast on this Tuesday, June 20th. We'll be back tomorrow night, same time, same place, 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell your friends about it. The podcast truly is sick. Special thanks to our sponsors who bring you the Sick Podcast, Playground, Energy Transportation Group, and La Bit at TV. For Agnello and Sammy at Master Control, they're Cavallaro. I'm Marinero. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. LaVita.tv. Embrace your true nature. And Playground, your premier gaming destination.